0: It is Locked on Jazz for the 29th of September. Happy birthday to my mom. All right, what are we going to talk about today? Day one of training camp happens. Some interesting comments from Quinn Snyder and others afterwards will break down. What are the training camp storylines and battles to look at? One, positional battle that will impact who gets minutes. And Mike Conley was super interesting on content day breaking down his decision to stay in utah we'll talk about all of those things coming up plus it's a live edition of locked on jazz you are locked on jazz your daily podcast on the utah jazz Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz, NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan. Thank you very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, and generally going to be doing our show live every single day on YouTube. Unless I've got an interview, we'll be live. So interact early mornings, things of that nature. Thank you for those people who've jumped on already today. All right, I want to get right into some of the things from yesterday. Day one of camp took place. And uh, we heard the reaction and comments. I want to touch on a bunch of those. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Mike Conley talked about how they've skipped steps. And, you know, when the seven primary rotation guys are all the same and your eighth edition is Rudy Gay, who's been around for a long time. Your ninth edition is Hassan Whiteside. And your probably your next edition after that we'll get into is, is either Jared Butler or Trent Forrest there's there's you're not backing up to step one step two step three of the process and so you know Mike Conley said a lot of training camps are usually early on walking around and doing those type of things where it's this camp the Jazz just jumped right in moving along Quinn Steiner was really interesting about how you know the off season is time for reflection that you really can't and this is really an incredibly deep comment about the NBA season and I think it's why frankly you a lot of times in an NBA season you'll hear me talk about the first your record in the first 20 games is actually more important than your record in the last 20 games. And and this is probably why. Quinn kind of openly admitted it's it's nearly impossible to change something during the season. And if you look at the the major kind of adjustment changes that the Jazz have made recently, the first one happens during the pandemic. Quinn alters the team during the pandemic of who they are, how we play, the speed by which we play, how early they take their shots, their willingness to take early threes. He opens things up really coming out of the pandemic, going into the bubble. He does that without Boyan. So then the next adjustment that takes place is how you're going to add Boyan into the offense and what they did last year in training camp. From that point on, your adjustments are really minimal because there's just not enough time. Anything significant that you want to add to the game and add to your team, you just don't have a lot of time. There's just a lot of games. Practices are short. You're, you're not going to get the chance to get the repetition. So you're not, you know, if you're, you're making changes, it can be something that you're making a, a slight spacing change or something of that cha- of that nature, but something significant. It's, it's a little bit, if you go back two years ago, you know, the jazz make a really significant or three years ago, the jazz make a really significant change and they add the high pass and Rudy suddenly, dunks, what, 356 times or something crazy, and the rest of the league's playing catch-up to that kind of way to play the pick-and-roll. Well, you know, by the time the Jazz get to training camp, everyone in the league is adjusted. Now, it wasn't like they didn't notice that the Jazz were doing this 20 games into the season. There just wasn't a way for teams to be able to make that adjustment. The Jazz got to training camp, and and if you ask the coaches, they'll remember, like, their first preseason game of the year or maybe in their second, you know, Rudy's rolling the basket, there's three guys on his lap. They're like, oh, that 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 might be gone. That clearly, you know, the reaction of the league was that the rest of the league was going to suddenly implement what the Jazz had if the if everyone didn't didn't stop it. And and that's a really good example of this. That this right now is when you're going to make whatever adjustment you're going to make. I I would presume that the Jazz are going to have a hard time getting off as many transition threes as they did last year. I think they caught the league a little bit. They they took more transition threes than anyone else in the NBA last year. They hit them at an alarmingly high rate. They went from you know ninth in the league in three point attempts to I think number one. And I suspect we're going to see the league have adjusted this. This was the team with the best record in the NBA. It's on the top of everyone analyzes it and looks at it to see what's going on. There was something unique taking place, and so I think you'll see teams adjust. Now, how the Jazz, how the Jazz reacted? Like some of what Quinn's going to be doing right now is is pre-adjusting to that. Like okay, well, if they took away the high pass, then they're gonna probably take this away. So what are we gonna do, and how are we gonna are uh, are we gonna deal with this? I think is is the early kind of, will be one of the early aspects to this training camp is how the jazz what the adjustment is made um, by the jazz in that regard. So this this will be really um, an interesting one to watch uh, as the season goes on. But Quinn, you know, I thought was really open today about just how frankly this is the time you use the summer to make any adjustments you want to make. You make them now, and then you don't have a lot of other chances to it. So when Mike Conley's talking about, there's, you know, they're skipping a step or two of, there's no introduction, whatever Quinn is trying to put in and his coaching staff is putting in, they're doing right away here in camp. So that's a pretty interesting thing. Quinn put it in a, in a golfing analogy that was good. He said, Hey, going from a 14 to a four, it's probably 14 to a seven is, is, you know, one step, but going from a four to a scratch is really, really hard. And and that's true. You know, really the easiest movement you can make from golf is 24 to 11, which is where I am trying to get from 11 down to six is five is, is, you know, feels to me impossible. And then five to scratch is just crazy hard. So I think you do see um, what Quinn's trying to do is get them from five to scratch right now. And whatever those little tiny adjustments are going to be. The other one that Quinn said I thought was, was really worth talking about was, Hey, you can diagnose what it is you need to be better at. So in this case, you know, the Jazz, it's clear they have to be better at when teams play one through five switch um defense, and they probably have to be better at guarding the ball. Those are the kind of the two obvious things. I, I think the third one is you have to be better at when Rudy's off the floor defensively. So, or or even not involved in the play defensively because of spacing. So those are the those are the three items that the jazz have to do. Um to become a better basketball team and Quinn talked about okay well one part of this is diagnosing it and saying okay well that's where we have to get better and then the second thing is how is it lineups is it an adjustment spacing is it a personnel are you teaching something differently and that's you know where the jazz are so how well there's not a lot of personnel changes that we've made on this team you know I know it's fun for us to talk about Rudy gay and Eric Pascal but frankly those are one and the same they're not very rarely do I think both of those will be on the floor at the same time. And then, and so there's one adjustment. Hassan Whiteside's significant. Like, that's a personnel change that I think really could change who the Jazz are defensively. And Rudy Gay's much bigger, so is Eric Pascal, of uh, than George Niang. So maybe that size makes a difference. Though George had a decent defensive season last year and a super offensive season. So I think we'll miss his energy and his three-point shooting in the regular season. We'll see what happens um in the postseason uh but it's an interesting sort of how do you you know what do you teach how do you teach it better um those were I think really interesting comments and then the last one that jumped out at me from yesterday on um, presser com- comments and, and we've talked about this a lot when we interviewed Rudy Gay the very first time there was a lot of funny stuff about Hassan Whiteside saying Quinn wasn't as crazy angry guy as he thought he was going to be and then um and then they from there they kind of uh went into Rudy Gay and Quinn talked a lot about how you know Rudy Gay is is you have a joy for the game. There's a there's a path, and I've talked to Donovan about this a lot. There's a joy for the game and a zest for the game, and then as the years go on, that gets zapped away from you a little bit, and then you want to try to regain it. And some guys can, and some guys can't. And it's clear to Quinn that Rudy Gay still has it. He still has the joy for the game and and being about it. It's a little bit of Rudy Gay saying that, you know, I got to star in my own role, finding a way to still be involved with the, um, with the team, even though he's not scoring 20 points a game, what's his new role going to be coming off the Achilles a few years ago. So really uh, I thought that was that one jumped out at me. So those were the kind of the main takeaways from day one of training camp. I want to go back. We've never really discussed what I think are the main storylines of training camp and what the Jazz, you know, what we should be talking about, what the Jazz are dealing with and where they are. And then Mike Conley, and we'll do this for kind of the next few days. We got these 15, 20-minute sit-downs with all of our jazz players, the broadcast crew. And I wanted to share with you kind of the main takeaways of what they had to say, interesting comments they shared with us and things of that nature. So uh, that's coming up with Mike Conley as well. Thanks again for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. For those that are live on YouTube, you certainly did. Locked on Fantasy Basketball, Josh Lloyd is doing great season previews and fantasy previews. So make sure you make Josh Lloyd's Locked on Fantasy Basketball your second listen. Today. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. Here's the incredible thing that Blake Murdoch and the Murdoch family is doing. They are not increasing any of their cars at any of their locations above the MSRP. The um, MSRP that they, are, um, that they have, they're keeping, which is a big deal because what that is is that right now there's such a car shortage that everywhere you look around and most of the places you go, the car dealerships are adding, you know, five ten thousand dollars on cars. And Blake's just like, we're not going to do it. We're just not taking advantage of that. So there is a car shortage. So let me tell you what's going on right now in of the Hyundai's the 2022 Palisades, which have been almost impossible to get, gorgeous big SUVs, nicest car Hyundai makes. There are five of them, and they are coming in. They're all available. They'll be here before the end of October. There's a white one, a silver SE, a white SEL premium eight seater, a blue SEL premium seven seater, and a white limited. Those there's so. There's five of those coming in. Twenty two Palisades. You can get order them now. Have them here. You know, buy them now. Get them in October. Um, so that's available for you. Here are some of the other cars that are on the lot. Uh, Right now, as they're uh, obviously very limited, there was, uh, as of last week, one 2022 Tucson Limited Red, the Santa Fe's, there's one that came in just last week, in SEL Premium, and there's another gray one coming in in October 25th. The Kona, the small Zippy SUV, October 9th, there's a gray one coming in, and um, about and then an se silver is on lot right now uh hopefully some more coming in and the 22 elantra i'm driving this sonata right now it's amazing uh the elantra is the north american car of the year there is one that just came in on the 23rd that's silver one that just came in on the 24th That is blue and a premium is coming in in black so that's the stock right now they will not charge more than msrp they're available for you Feel free to email me first. I'll get you set up. You can put your name on one of those right away. Uh, It's at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. A family business for over 20 years, serving the car customer that is both the do-it-yourselfer as well as the professional and treating you the same. No need to spend 30, 50, or 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership because Rock Auto's got it for you cheaper. They've been doing it for do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. Reliably low price for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use old-school website and find the solution to your auto part needs. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. When you go to rockauto.com and see all those parts, right, locked on and the how you hear about us, box so they know who sent you rockauto.com here with easy navigation old school site and saving you tremendous amount of money it's amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com a question coming in from eugene do you think the jazz can make it to the western conference finals this year obviously it'll be against the fakers if we get there i don't know that i think the lakers are necessarily going to make the western conference finals um though I do like the Lakers much more as a playoff team than I do as a regular season team. That is, that is true. Um, can the, yeah, I think the jazz have a chance to, you know, get to the finals. I think the jazz have a chance to win it. Like you've got a legit shot. None of this is easy. I think there's eight or nine teams this year that can win it, which is, you know, unique to the NBA right now that we've never seen this before. I think, you know, you've, you've got a shot like legitimate shot. Is it, is there any chance you have a dominant shot? No. Um there's nothing that I think happens in this season that makes me suddenly say to myself like oh the end, the, you know the jazz are the dominant championship team I think Brooklyn you know might be that team but if you look at the odds at, at betonline.ag Brooklyn's at plus 225 Lakers are at plus 325 so they think those two teams are dominant I don't concur on the Lakers maybe on the Nets and then everyone's like the same the the box are plus 950 the Warriors are plus 1,200, which I just don't see at all. The Suns are plus 1,600, which I completely see. The Jazz are plus 1,600. The Nuggets are plus 1,800. The Clippers are plus 1,800. 76ers are plus 1,800. The The Mavericks are plus 2,400. The Heat are plus 2,500. Like, that's pretty close to everybody being on a fairly similar kind of line, right? When you when you look at the, the Western Conference Championship, they have the Lakers as – um, plus 190, just completely dominant to everyone else. But then the Warriors, how are the Warriors second on this? They didn't make the playoffs last year. Clay Thompson's not back to like January. They've got two rookies. I'm so lost on this. Plus 525. Then you got you know, the Suns at plus 650. The Jazz at plus 650. The Clippers at plus 850. I'd probably have them at 650. Dallas at plus 1200. Denver at plus 1200, which I have no idea why they're so low. And And Portland. Um, I mean, I, if I was a betting guy, I'm not allowed to bet on the NBA, Dallas and Denver plus 1200, I'm all over those. Like, I don't think they have that much less chance than anyone else. So, um, I think there's, you know, I, I find those surprising. Uh, Do you think Donovan can have an MVP type season comes in with Ryan Madsen, uh, with a question, uh, an MVP type season. Sure. This team's pretty balanced. Donovan's natural step, though I do think gets him to 26, 27 points a game, and should put him into that conversation. He was, frankly, in the conversation last year. So I think that's a completely reasonable. He's continued to improve every year. He took a much bigger jump as a player last year than most of the country has noticed or take or or given him credit for. So to me that I do think that, yes, I think he could be in the MVP conversation. You know, Luke is a pretty big powerhouse here. I mean, if we stay at betonline.ag, I think I can pull up what the MVP odds are for uh, they do not have them up where oh, NBA player futures. They do have everything's at betonline.ag uh, regular season MVP. So Luca's, at plus 450, Steph at plus 700, Giannis at plus 750, Durant at plus 800, and Bede's going to be monstrous because of the Simmons stuff, at plus 850, LeBron and Dame at plus 1200, Harden and Jokic at plus, and Trey Young and Jason Tatum and, at plus 1600, Devin Booker at plus 22, Russell Westbrook at 25, come on now, and then Donovan's at plus 3300, um, so you know, that's pretty – well, I think he'll be higher up than that as the season goes on, certainly. But I think he and Devin Booker are the natural ones. Jokic being dropped down is kind of silly. Uh, Durant, Steph, Giannis, and, and Luka are certainly going to do- – and probably Embiid are going to dominate that conversation. Here are the storylines I think are most important for the Jazz. Uh, the one I keep bringing up that just doesn't seem to be an issue is scars. What scars are left over from the playoff failures of the last two years? Uh, internal scars outside scars, outside narratives impacting them. You know, I think that's a big battle for this group. It's why Vegas is good. Donovan's talking about them bringing camaraderie together in Vegas. They seem to kind of click the minute they saw each other, Um, but every off, you know, Mike Conley said it well, and I was going to touch on this, that every off, every team's every off season's different. Every team's Every team's different because every off players go to the off season. They talk to people, they change, they evolve, their contracts different. So every team's different. Like the idea that we're just going to pick up and move from where we were last year, I think is, is unlikely. We have to reform and figure out what this team's going to be. Mike said that very, very well uh, in our meeting with him on Monday. And I, I think that's probably the most important comment. The fact he recognized it was massively important. So that's number one on scars. The, the, the one playing battle is Jared Butler versus Trent Forrest. It's really interesting. Mike Conley's not going to play back into back to backs in all likelihood. It generally worked last year until the very end. I, you know, he says he feels better. Again, we'll touch on this that he that he's ever felt. Um, he made some changes to his to his workout, but he, he feels really good. That seemed to work, right? That they seem to figure out how to manage Mike. He's aware of his age. So I'd be really surprised if Mike ends up playing back into backs to backs. So on the nights in which Mike Conley doesn't play the back end of a back-to-back, there is 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes available. The other concept is whether or not you just try to get Mike Conley down three or four minutes from what he's regularly doing. And do you suddenly give Jared Butler and Trent Forrest, just make it a 10 man rotation. Most teams in the league play nine or 10. We've been playing nine and we, we generally play nine because we have three point guards and Donovan, Mike Conley and Joe Ingles. And so you can just kind of rotate it. Well, is there some element where Joe starts to play the four more as he ages? It's probably better for him defensively. It's less wear and tear. He, If he's running the pick and roll out of the four, he's pretty dangerous. It doesn't mean you're not letting him play the pick and roll as much, but you might, you know, if a Jared Butler or a Trent Forrest can make strides and be ready to go, do you suddenly let Joe play some more minutes at that power forward position off the ball and in, in that realm? And so if that's the case, then there's probably – I, 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 there's a bunch of scenarios here where there's five or six minutes a night early in the season for either Trent Forrest or Jared Butler to play. And, you know, they both have their values. Trent Forrest probably has to have the ball in his hands more than Jared Butler. Uh, but Trent Forrest is really good with his ball since he's much bigger. He's really strong. He looked very big as we met with him the other day. He had a fabulous summer camp. He played well last year. Doesn't shoot it. Butler shoots it. Right. So Butler can play off the ball a little bit more Um, depending on the, on who has the ball in his hands and how they're playing. So keep an eye on that. I think that's the one real positional battle that's taking place in this team is Jared Butler, Trent Forrest, if the Jazz go to a 10-man rotation with regularity or just for those nine uh those those minutes on the the games where Mike Conley doesn't play, which is gonna be 15, 16 back to backs. Um, or whatever. I think we had something like that. We usually have about 14, 15. The the next one I do think is gonna be really interesting. We won't know for a while, is Hassan Whiteside. There's been so much conversation about this team about more roster versatility and wanting to play Pascal or Rudy Gay at the five. I I just want Hassan Whiteside to be a good defensive player. I mean, Derek Favors, unfortunately, last year was not a very – I didn't think Derek Favors was a very good defensive player. I would say maybe more that the Jazz weren't good defensively when Derek Favors was on the floor. So is that on Favors? Probably not entirely. Somewhat as though the weaknesses that got exposed by the Clippers were kind of exposed all year long. When Derek Favors was on the floor, and you didn't have the greatest rim protector in the world at the rim, therefore, I do I want to see whether or not a seven foot one with the second big longest Hassan Whiteside said he's if Taco falls out of league, he's got the second biggest wingspan in the league behind Don, behind Rudy. So we have the two biggest guys in the entire league playing center, and I want to I think that's a major part of the story this season. If the Jazz def, are good defensively in non Rudy Gobert minutes. They're the one seed again. Like it's just, they're not, there's no chance. And no one has a chance. They were the number one defensive team in the league last year it, while being really bad defensively for 14 minutes a night, really bad. So this will be interesting to watch if the jazz can get, can get good at that. Um, The other one I think is Eric Pascal with good players. When he came out of Villanova, he was supposed to be a player that played with really, really good players. And everyone said, well, The way his game works, if he's playing with Steph and Draymond and doing all these things, and then he never played with Steph and Draymond. Steph Steph got hurt. Draymond didn't play much that year. Then last year, he was on the roster that was without Steph and Draymond. When he's on the floor with Steph, there's some really good numbers. Most people are. But I want to see Pascal play with good players and see what that does for him and whether or not he becomes a better player. He Out of Fordham, he was a very heavy isolation player. He got to Villanova, and Jay Wright really had to jump him and say, hey, move the basketball, stop playing isolation, catch and shoot, go to work, you know, play fast, play with movement. And he adjusted nicely. And that's what he has to do here as well, because at Golden State's kind of his Fordham. He went back, played a lot of isolation, a lot of one-on-one. And can he get out of that and move it and play within the system? Um, so those are the main ones for me. Uh, and I mentioned Joe Ingles to the four. Like I, I think Joe's at a career, I mean, I, Unbelievable year last year. I said, you know, no offense to Jordan. I probably would have voted Joe for my sixth man of the year. Um, but I I mean Joe was great. Joe was like Kyle Corver impactful to the Atlanta Hawks, to the uh as Utah Jazz. I, you know, my numbers just peaked Joe out Joe out last year. I do think he's in the stage of his career where there's some adjustment. We need to get him off the ball a little bit. We need to Wear and tear him less. If we want to bring him back on the ball for the playoffs a little bit more, sure. Um, and so I do think Joe at the four and playing off the ball a little bit more is another storyline um in camp. All right. Uh today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar and all the exciting things they have going on. Lots of little deals right now. They have cherry lime, which is a brand new flavor that they've brought out. And now today, boom, it is out. I thought so. Salted pretzel. Built Bar, very first time it's ever been out before. 100% real chocolate, 100% really delicious. Salted pretzel and cherry, cherry lime are the special flavors. The Built Puffs are out as well, mint marshmallow and coconut marshmallow. And then peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and cherry barcia. So the regular core flavors are available for you. And now salted pretzel with little pieces of pretzel in your built bar and as always it's still the same amazing 130 calories 2.5 fat grams four net carbs four sugar 17 grams of protein it's all at built.com promo code locked 15 gets you 15 percent off the new flavor cherry lime the blowout flavor salted pretzel it's exciting times at built.com jump all over it and support built.com today's show is also brought to you by sweat block. I mentioned it. I used it the other day. It was great. Absolutely fabulous. Works up to seven days per use in the dry shot, dry shot, dry shirt. Wow. That was lucky. Guarantee if sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters, best selling on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews, and currently the number one Amazon antiperspirant category manufactured in the U.S. Where would you want your little secret to confidence? It's sweatblock. Go to sweatblock.com and get the stronger, more effective, most clinical antiperspirant. You simply add it at night before you go to bed, and the next morning you wake up and wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed 20 percent off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on that's 20 percent off with the promo code locked on thanks very much to the live audience that's been a part of today's show and thanks for making locked on jazz your first listen of every day we are here for you each and every day locked on fantasy basketball is waiting for you when we're done with this but let's touch on what mike conley had to say uh to the media getting got these this is not a good look bending down uh, on the YouTube and you get to see the, the glasses and the hit. It's bad. It's bad. Too old for YouTube. All right. Um, Mike Collie. I thought, had some interesting comments about his choices to stay. Um, first, just, he said, Hey, there's no better place. You know, he thought he was going to go through free agency, be a large, it was going to be a, interesting. I, I thought he was a legitimate chance to leave. I was really concerned that Dallas or New York his first chance to ever play in a large market. And he's just realized he, if, he, if he went somewhere else, he was just giving up a lot. He was just giving up a lot. And I thought that was a really interesting comment from Mike. Mike's leadership to me, which is not always the loudest, feels very important to me this year. His, he was just right on point in kind of everything he was talking about to us in the session. It was very relaxed, but you could just see he was had a great mindset to where he was. Maybe he just feels really unfinished business with not being able to participate because of the, the hamstring and, and leg injury that he had last year. Um, he, he referenced Milwaukee right away. Like, hey, they took a bunch of shots at it. We're going to go for it. We're making our shots at it. And I thought that was an interesting um, reference point. Um, and then, you know, when he started talking about his relation with Joe Ingles and being here, he, he said, hey, my first text message I ever got from Joe was, do you play cards? like, wow, straight and right to the point. And they started their friendship that morning. They had been at 7 a.m., both dropping their kids off at school, kind of looking out their families are super close. You know, Joe, I think, is five days older than Mike. So Mike just – there's a real camaraderie amongst this group. And when Mike just decided whether it was time to, to go or leave, you know, he just didn't – he just realized he was giving up an awful lot, which is a great compliment to his teammates, the coaching staff, the organization, the front office, everyone who's built what they built. And Mike – you know, almost always in the free agency, the difficulty is the grass always looks greener on the other side. You know all the warts of where you are as a player, and then when you go look at something else, it always looks better. This is pretty special that Mike looked at this situation and said, I know all the warts, but I also know all the things that are so great about it, and I don't want to give any of these things up, and I'm coming back. Um, So that's a huge just statement to who the franchise is, and I think the rest of the players in the league notice – um, things like that. Mike said that last year after it was over, he just didn't want to leave the house like three or four weeks. Just complete depression. So bummed out, you know. Thought thought they had the real shot at it, um, and and just had massive depression. I loved this comedy. He he's, he talked about it being a new season. I mentioned this earlier in the show that you know you, you're just not the same. Everyone's gone through off season changes. It's why as much like you love George Niang and Derek Favors. It's good. That we have Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside, and there's new energy in the building. It is a new season, you can't recreate last year. You have to figure out who this team is going to be this year. I love that for Mike. It's this is what I'm talking about that little subtle leadership of Mike Conley being right on point in everything he said. The Milwaukee reference was important. I'm going to lose a lot was important. That we got to figure out who we are this year. We can't rest on our laurels. We've got to be a different team. Um, I thought that was interesting. Holly Rowe asked him about the. Being, She just saw Sue Bird, who at 40 is is on the verge of retirement, may have just played her final game, and Mike in his 15th season. He says, you know, he's never actually felt better. Um, He hasn't moved as well as he did last year in a long time. He said he felt really – so he moved much better. He's gotten into yoga in the offseason, doing it three or four times a week. He's now worked into Bikram yoga and just feels much, much better um, moving than he ever has uh, before. Um, And then – the last thing he talked about was um just the flexi- the the roster having kind of new flexibility um a- and a little bit more kind of different aspects to it and i think you know that's the feeling of newness that they've been able to create while building off uh their past success so um you know those are uh, those were the kind of things that jumped out at me mike other uh, he um Let's see if there was anything else that I was gonna look at. Um, no, I think that's I think that's it. Um, so that wraps up today's show. Thanks very much for tuning in. Michael Orm from North Carolina. Thanks for saying hi on the live show as well. Listening every day on Spotify. We are free and available on all platforms. I sincerely appreciate you making Lockdown Jazz your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen of the day, go listen to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. This is The Locked On Podcast Network.